Oh, hello, folks. It's uh, Ken David Stewart uh, back with you uh, this afternoon. And I'm going to do uh, a little more reading from my work in progress, Winter Greens. I think I'll start with uh, episode seven today. Okay, I'm just going to look for it and bring up my Word document. There it is there. And um, try and find out where we're at here uh, exactly. Um, I tried recording this once already, but ran into some technical difficulties. But that's to be expected. I'm an old man. Okay, uh, let's see where we're at right now. I like the story. Sometimes when you read it back to yourself, it's, it's better than you thought it was. And I'm finding that to be the, the case. Also, you pick up a lot of mistakes you make, too. And, well, that helps with the revision part of writing. Um, I'm just kind of bringing this back here till I get to episode uh, seven. Um, see how it's going right, right now. Oh, it may take a while. Oh, we're just about there. Just about getting there, folks. Just hang in there with me. I do enjoy reading out loud, too, so that's not, not a problem for me. Okay, Episode 7. The band had two vehicles to load up their equipment. Chevy Reigns, of course, had a Chevy van from which his name was derived. Peyton Ramparts had borrowed his dad's white Ford Galaxy. Rick helped load most of the group's gear into the van. The remainder of the musical equipment was loaded into the back seat in the trunk of the white Ford Galaxy. Rick rode shotgun along with Peyton. Wow, I had no idea you, you could play guitar like that, Rick said. Your band really put the crowd over tonight. Well, thanks, man. I was getting good vibes from the audience, too, Peyton said. It always feels good when you feel rewarded for your work. I mean, Winter Dreams has been practicing two to three times a week for the last three months. Our sound is really starting to come together. We're hoping to record a, an album as soon as I finish writing some original material for the band. Vance and I usually team up to write the songs. The stuff we've come up with lately is already sounds pretty good. How are you going to get your music recorded, Peyton asked. Well, Chevy's dad works at CKRC radio station. He's made some good connections with the DJs there. One of them said he would see if we could do some recording right at the radio station. The boys noticed that it started snowing heavily and the wind had really picked up. I was listening to the radio at home and the forecast warned of a possible blizzard this weekend, Rick said. Well, it's starting to look like the station's weather predictions were absolutely right, Peyton said. I'm just glad the bad weather held off until after our gig was over. Peyton had the windshield wipers going at their fastest speed, but his visibility was still poor. Rick enjoyed the winter season, even the snowstorms. He actually liked shoveling snow at his house. Rick loved to watch the snow pouring down under the amber glow of the street lamps. Within ten minutes, Peyton's car and Chevy's van made it to Peyton's place. Rick helped Peyton unload his car. 
Notice it was presently very cold with the added wind chill. His fingers were starting to freeze. The band had to be very careful in loading their gear, as the ground underneath them was now quite slick. Ice patches were covered by the new snowfall, and it was impossible to predict where the slippery spots were. As the boys finished loading the last of their equipment to Peyton's house, a red Buick parked in front of the house, and several people started getting out of the large car. Among the passengers, Rick could see his neighbor, Misty Roberts. Episode 8 When Rick and the band arrived at Peyton's place, they headed down to his parents' finished rec room. They were greeted at the door by Peyton's parents, Stan and Ruth Ramparts. Peyton's parents were very cool people for their age. They got married at a very young age and both smoked marijuana. Stan and Ruth were very proud of their son and were very supportive of his musical aspirations. They were unlike most parents, as they actually listened when young people talked to them. They were actually glad that Peyton's uh, group and his friends liked to practice and hang out at their place. They reasoned that this way they knew what Peyton was up to, at least most of the time. Every successful band has fans, groupies, and hangers-on. The Winter Dreams were no exception. Young people felt that they were hipper and higher up on the social scale if they were considered to be intimates of a well-known band. Misty arrived with a carload of the privileged Winter Dreams insiders. To Misty, being cool was everything. She always needed to be where the action was. Both beer and weed were in abundance at this after-gig party. These post-concert post gatherings somewhat resembled the press conferences that professional athletes would have after they finished playing a game. Many of the group's friends and followers would comment on the, what they thought were the highlights of the band's performance and would ask questions about the band's particular song choices. Misty sat cross-legged on a beige-colored carpet and turned her head to look at Rick, who was looking very relaxed, sitting on a burgundy sofa. She was surprised to see Rick here. He thought about her last, last contact with him. About a month ago, she was taking the bus home when she spotted Rick seated about halfway down the length of the bus. Misty asked Rick if she could sit in the open seat beside him. Rick was also surprised to run into Misty and felt rather honored that she wanted to sit right with him. Misty felt bad for both Rick and her sister Sasha when they broke up but she had to admit to herself that she found Rick to be very attractive. Rick and Misty had a really friendly, lively conversation during their bus ride home. Okay, I think I am going to make my scenes that I'm going to read short today. So I'm going to cut it off uh, right there, and we'll join you again later, and thanks for listening.